Today is March the 4th. Just who was Jesus? Let's find out together as we read several stories from the middle of Jesus' ministry. As we read through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read one story that occurs in all four of the Gospels. You'll find that in Matthew 14, verses 1 to 21, Mark 6, verse 1 to 44, Luke 9, verses 1 to 17, and John 6, 1 to 15. Now, in these passages, uh, we see several things taking place. First of all, Jesus sends out the twelve on a mission. They went to preach the gospel of the kingdom among the towns in Galilee. As a result of that, uh, this is most clearly seen in the book of Mark, people begin to question, who is Jesus? Mark 6, 1 through 6, uh, says that his own hometown began to question who he was. Mark 6, 14 says, Herod Antipas, the king, soon heard about Jesus because everyone was talking about him. Some were saying this must be John the Baptist, raised from the dead. That's why he can do such miracles. Others said, he's the prophet Elijah. Still others said, he's a prophet like the other great prophets of the past. Everybody wondered who Jesus was. Now, part of the subtext happening here, Jesus sends his 12 out in the background of the death of John the Baptist. John was killed, as Mark and Luke explained, because he had a very unpopular message. The unpopular message was the coming of a new king. Well, you can understand why the king, Herod Antipas, would be disturbed by that message. What we're intended to see here is that the disciples' mission was a dangerous mission. They could be captured at any moment, just like John. They could be imprisoned and they could be put to death. But they were faithful. They did the mission. They went out and they preached. When they came back, staying in the book of Mark, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour. They told him all they had done and taught. Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this, because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. This is the background of the story of the feeding of the 5,000. They went not too far distant, but they went specifically to rest and recuperate. The crowd followed them there. Jesus taught the crowd and then at the end of the day, he said to his disciples, feed them. There were about 5,000 men, according to scripture. 
in the different stories, uh, the disciples came together. Uh, uh, the book of Luke says that they pooled their money and they had about 300 days wages. Now, that's a lot of money. Think of what 10 months of your salary would look like. But would it be enough to feed 5,000 people? 300 minimum days salary uh, wouldn't come close to feeding the 5,000. And even if it did, even if they had enough money, where would they buy the food? You know the story how a young boy gave his lunch to Jesus, just two sardines and five biscuits that his mother had prepared for him at the beginning of the day. He gave that to Jesus and Jesus said, this is enough. And with the two fish and the five biscuits, the disciples fed the 5,000 and had 12 baskets of food left over. We begin today with a question. Just who was Jesus? As I've been reading in these days, uh, actually some of uh, reading the Old Testament and New Testament at the same time sometimes put passages together in unique ways. For the first time I realized there is a very definite attempt on the part of the authors of the Gospels to associate Jesus with Moses. How so? Well, Moses' story starts with the killing of Israelite children, but Moses is miraculously delivered. In the book of Matthew, Jesus' story begins with the killing of the children of Bethlehem, but there's a miraculous delivery. Moses is delivered in Egypt. Jesus and his family flees to Egypt. There appears to be some level of uh, association of Jesus and Moses. And I think the reason for that occurs in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. Moses, among his last words, this the start of a third speech in the book of Deuteronomy that Moses gives to Israel. Moses continued, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. Then a few verses later, verse 18, I will raise up a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites. I'll put my words in his mouth. He will tell the people everything that I command him. I will personally deal with anyone who will not listen to the messages the prophet proclaims on my behalf. Israel was waiting for a prophet like Moses. In John chapter 5, at the end of the story of the feeding of the 5,000, John, excuse me, chapter 6, verse 14. 
When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet that we've been expecting. In fact, just a few verses later as Jesus talks to that crowd, John chapter 6, a passage that we'll read next week, they say uh, in verse 31, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the scripture. The scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Yeah. Jesus is equated to Moses. He's the new Moses. He's the one who comes to lead Israel from its slavery, not to Rome, but it's slavery to sin. He's the prophet, just like Moses, that we must listen to. We have to heed his words because God speaks through him. Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you used to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. We'll see you in church on Sunday.